Hello, hello. Here we are again, coming to you from Broadcast Team Alpha. And of course, this is the uh, Paranormal World Show. And uh, this is the show for the thinking American and the global citizen that have the courage to step outside of the box and start looking around and maybe finding that things are not always the way it seems. Yeah, my name is Augie. And uh, we're coming to you from about 40-some different platforms all around the world because we are also transmitting through the wonderful platform of the Conscious Awakening Network. And because of them, we are also on Roku, three TV stations, and a bunch of other places, and a horde of uh, social media sites out there. But check out the Conscious Awakening Network, because I think they have about 40, 50 different shows covering all aspects of the things that we're not supposed to know about. There's interesting stuff there, so check it out. The, the, the Conscious Awakening Network.org, so go check them out too. And... Uh, <clears throat> Before I introduce the guest, I also want to uh, tell you how you can connect with us. Uh, you can find us and uh, contact us on broadcastteamalpha.com. You will find us on YouTube at Broadcast Team Alpha, the same name, and pretty much every other site out there that you can think of. And, and um, you can send us a message through the uh, website also at broadcastteamalpha.com. And we'll get back to you and uh, maybe answer questions or whatever you need to have happen. And when you, if you are watching us on YouTube right now, please subscribe and click the little bell so you can find out when the next video or show is coming out. And uh, that is also, the, the YouTube is also the best place for you to watch it because that's the only place we are monitoring the chat room and you can make comments in there you can ask questions in there and we may be able to answer you that is uh, if we know the answer and well if we don't know the answer we'll might answer you anyway <laughs> and uh, you can participate so uh, and one more thing nori and i have created a spiritual think tank we do this on Sundays at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, East Coast time. We have a group of phenomenally powerful minds that is put together. And we concentrate on different things that we want to happen in our lives and in the world. And we di direct our conscious energy in one direction towards what we want to happen. And it seems like we are reaching into the quantum existence and pulling it into the physical because it seems like we are creating our seemingly nothing sometimes, but things happen. And that's how the source works. So if you want to be part of something, come and check it out. Find out if you want to be uh, participate in 
this mastermind session where we create out of seemingly nothing, send us an email to the mastermind connection at gmail.com. The mastermind connection at gmail.com. And uh, we'll get back to you. I'll send you some information and a link so you can come and join us on Sundays. And uh, we do things on uh, on Monday and Wednesday also. So you can participate in all of you, all of it, if you like. And, and uh, yes, now I'll introduce the guest to you. We have Jim Edward Lucier. And uh, he was a guest here probably around two years ago also. We were talking about all kinds of goofy things. And uh, we, this is going to be fun because he, he he's an incredible guy. He also runs a mystery school in Canada. And for those of you that like to uh, surf the Internet while you are listening, I'm going to give you his website here so you can do that. But keep one ear on us and the other one on the website if you do that, because you need to hear what we're going to talk about. His website is my mystagog1.com. Yeah, I'm going to spell this because I couldn't even say it. M-Y-S-T-A-G-O-G- U E one the number one yes dot dot com and uh, when you get to that website click on the mystery school at the top in the menu up there click on the mystery school and read what he teaches you're going to find that some of the things that you have wanted to happen in your life or learn is on that list. That's maybe why you should get in touch with him. Because there is stuff there that is incredible. So let me say a few things about him first before we get into the uh, <clears throat> the uh, meat here. <clears throat> He's been researching the paranormal since he was nine years old. He made over a thousand successfully documented premonitions of world events, disasters, economics, and politics. And he has two worldwide published oracles through Schiffer Publishing here in the U.S. Now, Schiffer Publishing, that is a major publishing house. In fact... When I wrote one of my books here about eight, nine years ago, I pub I contacted the major publishing houses and um, I was an unknown. They didn't want me. So uh, it's not easy to get into those things. There's got to be things of substance. One of those oracles is called the Tarot Wheel. The other one is I Ching Oracle Wheel. And uh, he may want to talk about that a little bit in the interview here. And he has also 48 books written on Amazon Kindle. Go and look at that. Go to Amazon and go to Kindle and look at the list of books because chances are you're going to find at least one in there you can't live without. Because 
he writes about what he teaches in the mystery school. And if you understand the depth of that sentence, you may want to go and have a look. You see, the world is full of people predicting the future, but the future is tricky because there is more than one future. Chances are that um, you may be in more than one. So your timeline right now started in the past, going through the present and heading off into the future on the basis of what you thought, said and did in the past and the present, because that makes it predictable in the future. Then there may be another timeline next to you with you in it going along parallel to you where things might be slightly different because what you're creating here may resonate by some thought or energy or something happening where it resonates to the other one and you could have something called time slippage. You can slip into the other timeline and you wouldn't even know it. And But there things are different. And then you can come back here or end up staying there. We don't know because you wouldn't know. So that's why the future is so hard to predict because there is more than one future. And uh, these different timelines is something that you have actually access to. That's another reason why you should go and check on that mystery school. But with a track record like Jim has, with over a thousand successfully predicted things in, in the future from the time it was done, there is substance here. You got to listen really close and stay with us to the end of the show because we're going to talk about some of those things. And we're going to talk about maybe, uh, maybe a little bit of conspiracy theories and uh, also maybe the the alien agenda, the source of all things. What's the difference between spirit and soul? What is good and evil? I want to touch on all those things. I wrote down some questions for myself. And, and uh, also we're going to talk about his channels. And there's going to be fun stuff all the way to the end of the show, folks. So welcome to the show, Jim. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, this is going to be so fun. I hope I didn't take too much talking here, but... Uh, oh, no. I, um, you know, you always wonder why people end up doing what they do in life. And I wonder about the same thing with you. You know, you're doing what you do right now, which is so far out of the box, you probably have no clue where the box is. And <laughs> what if... What if you could have stayed in the business world, become successful, become a, a millionaire like, you know, many other people have three cars in the front drive and a pool in the back. But why did you do the switch and do what you do right now? Was it a special event or was what brought you on this path? Well, it began um, when I was young, very young. And, you know, I... Um, there is a, before I begin, I should also say that uh, 
there's been a lot of smoke here for the past few weeks. So if I have to I get a little bit of dry eye, a little bit of throat. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the smoke's been terrible here. But anyways, um, I've always had an interest in uh, the mystical, the esoteric, the paranormal. At one time, the paranormal uh, was called the occult. And uh, they took that name away, more or less, to people didn't like the connotations to it. Uh, yeah, less religious. Right, yeah, to <laughs> religious. And uh, it's just a Latin word that just means hidden. Yeah. In astrology, uh, they used to always use, the, use that word, say the moon is in a cult. It means it's just hidden. That's all it means. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the paranormal, when I started, uh, when I was a kid, I, I always loved wa uh, watching shows about ghosts, UFOs. There wasn't that many at that time. Uh, like I'm 54 now, so this was going way back. <laughs> and uh, 50, 54 is nothing. You're just a snot-nosed kid. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ajit. Very <laughs> uh, well. Um, yeah, so when I was, uh, I've always had an interest at my calling, uh, as far back as I can remember, I've always loved uh, stuff about astrology, astronomy, um, read books about it, elementary school, high school, all through, I, I, I think I was almost like a pioneer or something, because at that time, I was into all of these things, just reading everything I could possibly find on these subjects. And at that time I was, I know the term isn't used too much anymore, but kind of a moron. <laughs> People, uh, I was an outsider. People did not, did not like topics like that. They never discussed them. Mm -hmm. And it was only recently within the past, well, you've been doing this for what, 20 years? And so it's only been in the past little while that people have really gotten into the paranormal uh interests with uh ghosts ufos uh so forth there's lots of stuff on television now and and on the internet and tv and it, it's really i feel more like i've come into my age now rather than the past yeah it's uh, it's something that grows on you. When you start out knowing a little bit, you want to know more. And then when you know more, you want to know more again. And this grows on you. And from what you said, I feel that you had, because of your interest in the past, you may have had some, I'm going to call it pre-birth knowledge and aspirations that is leaking through into this lifetime and kind of forming your direction could that be something i agree with that i feel like um especially in about it was around 1990 91 when uh, all of a sudden i was just getting all this downloaded information uh I'd be working and then all of a sudden it's like these blinders came over my eyes and I would start seeing all these visions of the, the, the astral structure of the universe. So I had to sneak away somewhere and write all this down on pieces of paper and everything. <laughs> and uh, eventually I ended up with a great big box of endless pieces of paper 
from all these visions. And uh, I then had to uh, say, okay, creator, what, what, what do you want me to do with all of this? I don't know. And the creator guided me in uh, making books of them, making illustrations of them, which are some, some of them are back here. Um, <clears throat> and so I uh, decided, well, okay, I'm going to make a school. Uh, so I started building my school on it. Uh, no, no idea how to build a school. No, I just, it came together by the grace of the creator. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you may have had some help and you may not even yes. have known it at the time. Yes, that is correct. Yeah, because there are thoughts placed into your mind and they may not have been your own thoughts, but you thought they were. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> Ajit. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, those kinds of, um, I've had a, a big download like that. And it is an incredible experience. When it happens, it surprises the daylight out of you. And then afterwards, you ask, yeah. what, two questions you ask. What in the world was that? And then the second, what am I going to do with it? Exactly. Yeah. Now, you have uh, moved through a lot of this, and you have created a lot of it. And all of your experiences up to now has allowed you to be able to do things that you have conditioned your mind to do, and that is uh, channeling and also connection to extraterrestrial influences and ET contact, so to speak. Can you talk a little bit about that? How and why maybe are the extraterrestrials coming here now? Why, what are they telling you about maybe what is going on or what is coming or why are they coming? Okay, yeah, a few, there's a few there uh, questions. Uh, when I was uh, in, the, in the 90s, when I was writing all this stuff down or getting all this channeling, I began to realize that this was uh, extraterrestrial philosophy and extraterrestrial uh, knowledge. And uh, I, I asked, I started asking who is, who is channeling, who's coming through? Yeah. I realized that this was um, the greys. Um, now to distinguish between, there's different types of greys. Uh, there's quite a few actually, yeah. <laughs> but the, I'll just, I'll, from now on, I'll just say the, the early greys, and I'm talking about the eighties and nineties when, when everybody was really worried about things and stuff. Um, and uh, later I got into more of the Arcturians and uh, uh, there is um, a lot of a lot of information about uh, compatibility. That that seems to be the primary prime directive of their goal mm. is compatibility, because these are alien beings from extraterrestrial worlds. They're not from us, even though they may have been here for millions and millions of years. Some of them, others have not. And they're trying to figure out how we work. They're trying to figure out uh, why we're here, uh, how we got here, who made us. Um, 
a lot about um, uh, endless, there's endless experiments taking yeah. place right now. Um, there's numerous experiments that they're doing on us uh, in individual and in group settings. And these experiments have been going on for possibly thousands of years, yeah. reaching back into numerous generations. Well, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run something by you and see what you think here. We're talking about the greys, and they've been given a bad rap. I would say, yes, there are greys that is uh, scuzz buckets. They are just yeah. the worst you can think of yeah, compared to human qualities, which are not all that good either. But right, there true. are many of the, I would say the majority of the gray extraterrestrials are here for either a neutral reason or for our benefit. But just like in the news media, bad news get most of the press. Exactly. So when the uh, bad aliens abduct someone and do an experiment on them against their will, that gets the press. And it seems like now starting the good part of ab abduction or visitations, that I have read several stories of people that is, the ship lands, the door come open, and there is an extraterrestrial there, and they invite people to come on. They don't abduct them. They invite them. Do you want to go for a ride and see what we see? Do you want to know what we know? They just come and invite them. And then when they get on the ship, there are greys there. So not all greys are bad. No, uh, that's right. Like, I mean, uh, we have to be careful when speaking about the extraterrestrial intelligences in what is called uh, the anthropomorphic thinking. That is that we place our values onto them. And yeah. we have to remember that these are extraterrestrials. They think differently than we do. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they're for to them, uh, and I'm mostly speaking about the early greys, there is no such thing as good and evil. They don't have a concept of uh, what is right and what is wrong. They, these ones, they mostly uh, do what they feel by instinct and they work in groups. They do work in groups. Uh, they are kind of like hive mentality. And uh, uh, these, these aliens want to understand how we love how do we love? How do we have feelings? How can yeah. we have feelings? What are feelings? And they don't know these things. They want to understand. Uh, there was a really good show called Dark City, uh, written or created in the in the 1980s, at, and it details everything you need to know about the early greys and what they're doing here, what they mm. want. It's really great. Yeah. Ah, Dark City. Dark City. Dark City. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to look for that one. Now, I think uh, I think there is a form of guidance that is actually happening and may be initiated by extraterrestrial influences. And I think they have a finger in what's going on right now. Because there's a lot of good people that get inspiration to do certain things. And I think yes. that may be just like you. 
that's thoughts placed in their mind too, and they think it's their own thought to go to do good things of specific types. Yes, they're uh, they're very telepathic, extremely telepathic. Yeah. And when they do communicate to channelers or people who are open to their to them, uh, it comes in almost like an image with a whole bunch of download of mm -hmm. knowledge. It's like a volume of this knowledge. You just it's suddenly there, and you don't know you didn't you didn't quite hear them talking to you, but it was more of a just a download. You just know it's like a knowing. Yeah. And, uh, so they, the the newer, more of the uh, what I would call the Galactic Federation, for lack of better terms, they uh, they took care of more of the early Greys, got a handle on them uh, after the atomic uh, weapons testing stopped in the nineties. Mm -hmm. Because the atomic weapons testing was bringing in uh, open doors and gates for them to come through. And uh, that's why there was so many from 1948 to, you know, mid-90s. There were so many cases. Mm -hmm. And what the nuclear weapons were doing was opening up the doors for them. And uh, so now they've, uh, the Archerians, Pleiadians, Syrians, Many others uh, uh, are have put a net around the earth and a grid to help filter out the negative energies, mm. the negatives. Yeah, and you mentioned emotion and love. Uh, many of the grace do not have the capability to feel that, but some of the uh, uh, the the Pleiadian and there are others they do feel those things and the higher vibratory individuals uh, you know the, the small grace there are from what we i read in the documents that was created by south african air force at after the kalahari desert crash they said they autopsied the little gray and they found him to be closer to a plant than a human in physiology and plants, they, they have intelligence too, mm. but it's a different kind. They don't feel the love and emotion that we have. And they're more like computerized uh, capability of their brain. Computers don't, at least now, they don't still don't feel love and compassion. Oh, thank God for that. <laughs> especially, especially not this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the... Um... The uh, the Greys they um they got more into um, uh, yeah like you were saying about the they have their finger in a lot of things but that's mostly the Federation where they're trying to guide us you see the yeah. thing about um, I'll just get off a little bit what what I was saying was the um, off topic a little bit was the AI. Yep. The information coming through there is um, we have to be careful about not becoming so infused and ingrained in wow. our technologies that we lose ourselves. And a lot of these implantations that these aliens are doing is kind of like putting their foot in the door. They're trying to help make sure that we don't become clones and and yeah. replicas and whatever else, uh, half man, half machine type. Beings. Yeah, 
And there are, from what I have found, there are many planetary systems out there, civilizations in space where there were humans. The, the humans were there and then they developed AI and AI took over and got rid of the humans. So now the whole civilization is self-replicating robotic entities that can repair themselves. If we ever dis um, discover or create androids that can replicate themselves and repair themselves, we're done for. They don't need us anymore. No, that's right. That's right. All of their experiments as to our individuality and yep. ability to work in groups and would be gone. Yep. Well, it's going to be interesting to see because <laughs> uh, we are going down this road and uh, depends on where the road goes. And I think it is all depending on us. What we right. think, what we think and create in the future is part of our timeline. So we need to be very specific about what we want to have happen. Right. Uh, let me run another thing by you. And that is, uh, we were talking before the show and you mentioned the, the term, the source of all things. I know religious people will call it God or the universal consciousness or the source of all things. What do you think that is? Well, in regards, uh, first of all, in regards to the uh, to the paranormal and everything associated with it, I think there uh, the source of the paranormal relies more or less on the elementals. Mm -hmm. uh, Amy Adams from uh, the Dead Files did a lot of visions about uh, uh, seeing creatures and beings with tentacles and stuff uh, being grounded into the earth and uh, the elementals there's earth wind fire and water elementals and these like ghosts uh, some alien types uh, uh, especially cryptids they all source themselves on these elemental energies mm -hmm. and so that's one source uh, the other source would be, of course, the creator, the creator of all. And uh, the extraterrestrial beings, the Galactic Federation, many people have been abducted. And uh, when they ask who is God or what is God, they say, the aliens say, they call it the creator of all. That's what they know it as, the creator of all. Yeah. And their, uh, their ships run on love energy we may have heard that term before and it sounds kind of corny <laughs> but uh it's an energy that they can uh manufacture uh, develop in telepathy in such mass quantities that they can they can travel by thought they can they can do almost anything they're incredible beings yeah yeah, they can, I guess we should call it telekinesis sometimes is, is a term used, but there's more to it than just telekinesis. There is consciousness can create and manipulate the physical world. A good yes. example was that for something that is called the Helgoland 
the Helgoland UFO crash back in the 1960s. That was in the Helgoland, uh, Helgoland Island up in the northern part of uh, the North Sea. There was a 60 meter long alien spacecraft that crashed there. Oh, wow. wow. And when they got into it, <clears throat> yeah, they found extraterrestrials, but they found also there were there was a ship, but it had no engine, no motors. There was just a place in one end of it underneath where there was someone sitting. Evidently, it appears as they had their hands on a panel, but there were no engines driving it. So it was obviously it was flown by consciousness. Yes, that would and be This is something that extraterrestrials do, many of them. Not all of them, but many of them have this capability. Yes. Um, in many of my channelings and much in my school, uh, the alien, the uh, Federation, they teach that there's two space-time curvatures to the universe. Not just one. We know of the one by Einstein, but there's a second one. And that's where you get the dualities and the polarities. You get the weaving of the... the the uh, DNA, um, all kinds of uh, spirals and so forth in nature. Uh, it, it, it took uh, it, these two curvatures uh, is what causes energy to have charge and friction. It gives, it's the actual source of energy itself and mass. That's what mass and energy is, is uh, like whenever there's a movement in energy of any type, a particle, a wave, there's always a charge associated with it. Mm -hmm. And that's why, because it's going through the friction of these two curves. Yeah. And on their ships, you'll see symbols of uh, what appears to be interweaving type uh, lines. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you mentioned something here you're in your mystery school speak a little bit about that what first of all why did you create a mystery school because it's so rare i only know i know this one in egypt it's still there underground and i found out uh, oh i don't know 15 20 years ago i found out about another one in lebanon in a desert in lebanon there's another mystery school and I guess they are different places, but you got one going in Canada. And that's why I recommended you folks to go to his website and check on the uh, mystery school. And you can see the stuff that is taught. <laughs> Man, it's a long list. It's going to take you a little while than just a month to learn all that. Yeah, uh, it's a very in-depth school. Uh, more of one-to-one uh, -one or small groups of people, maybe. It, it works best. It would work best one-to-one. Uh, -one. Then you can, you know, uh, through dialogue, you can ask, they can ask questions and so forth. Um, there's, it would take probably at least six to seven weeks, maybe seven to eight hours a day to get through all the material that there is. Uh, this is a real school. It's a real 
Like, I mean, it's not just a weekend type thing where you go to a weekend and do, do a seminar and that's it. This is more, more, much more in depth. Yeah. So uh, when you talk about some of the things that is on that list, that is, some of it is ancient knowledge written about in documents like uh, written two three thousand years ago some of it that is that's about the only place you can find it but do you have it on your school uh yeah there's the uh there's sources like uh the emerald tablet mm -hmm. the law uh, laws of attraction uh there's a book called the kabbalah leon yeah uh, or Ka kabbalah is the shorter term um, there's the Hermetica, and it's all about the more or less the laws of attraction. We hear about the secret uh, book, which is great, and yeah. uh, but people don't realize that it goes back thousands of years ago, like all this ancient knowledge. Yeah, and you were mentioning the schools there. We talked about this in uh, a couple of years ago on your show about mm -hmm. the origin of the mystery schools and uh, the. The source of the, of those were again the laws of attraction, and uh, most of those schools at that time came from uh, Atlantis, uh, Lemuria. Yeah. Uh, they were rebuilt after the Great Flood. Yeah, there we get into something. Atlantis, uh, when Atlantis went down, a lot of the uh, the children of the light, they knew it was going to happen. So they escaped and they went to Egypt. They went to South America. Some of them went into the India, what is now today India. And they dispersed and they took the knowledge with them. So you got a hold of some of this. I believe I did. I, I personally believe I was in the school of Akhenaten. Uh, because I I started reading about uh, the the six different ways to build the uh, Metatron's cube, mm -hmm. the, uh, and I said, oh, "Where have I seen that? I've done that before. When have I done that before?" And I remember being in a chamber. It was all made of stone, and someone was talking. It was all black inside, and somebody was talking to me from outside, instructing me to use my visualization to see these rays and actually build these pyramids and and uh, other geometrical structures in my mind. And I thought, well, where did that come from? And then I had to do some soul searching. And I believe, I believe in my personal way that uh, I've carried this information and knowledge over from the times of Akhenaten. That makes sense because even in the Christian religion, from early start of it, the concept of reincarnation was a known fact. But yes. it but it was killed in 325 in Constantinople or Nicaea because Emperor Constantine did not want it. So right. they took it out, like many other things. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. some early books have, well, the, the Bible... Uh, which is a great source. It, it's been rewritten so much that uh, it's not yeah. what it used to be. Yeah. 
I found, I was searching through some stuff and something popped up. There's a children's Bible now. Oh. If for children. Oh. And the stories they talk about is has no resemblance to what it says even oh. in the Bible. They just make stuff up. Right. Like they yeah. did in, in, like they did in 325. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, like it, it's uh, it's it's unusual yeah. we, how we we're reinventing. You see a lot with these conspiracy theories and such. Yeah. We're we're reinventing things and trying to find the source. Yeah. Uh, in the division, you know, we talk about divisiveness. In between the middle way of the divisiveness, uh, the Buddhists speak of this: the middle way. Is the is the way to uh, approach all this? I think. Mm -hmm. You talk about your um, premonitions, and uh, you have been so accurate over the years. Well, thank you. You get maybe a couple of examples of some things that you have uh, predicted that did happen. Maybe you could mention something. Sure. Uh, first of all, like uh, when my dad passed away, well. 10 years ago, uh, the clairvoyant ability started to wane. Uh, I don't know how or why, uh, but I don't get as much clairvoyance anymore in relation to premonitions. But when my dad was alive, wow, it was, it was like a storm. And uh, so now um, uh, I almost lost my train of thought there. <laughs> Yeah, some of the um, the more extravagant or some uh, premonition that happened that uh, you, yes, yes, yes. that you could maybe mention. Oh right, yeah. Um, so I started getting lots of visions, uh, mostly through dreams and uh, about world economic uh, situations, uh, countries going bankrupt uh, or uh, so forth, and um, I started getting images and visions of uh, natural disasters like a lot of a lot of them are natural disasters like for example there'd be an earthquake but before the earthquake takes place the major earthquake i would i would have this strong intuition that to tell people there's going to be a strong surface felt earthquake and uh, lo and behold two days three days later there was a very strong surface felt earthquake. And I've documented these along with my blogs and uh, so forth. So you can cross reference if you like. Um, yeah, there's many examples of, uh, I knew President Obama was gonna be the president uh, almost a year and a half uh, before he even chose to run for president. Mm. One day I saw him and I heard him talking and I said to my mom, Mom, this man's going to be the next president of the United States. And lo and behold, he did it. He has that passion. I'm kind of hoping, I can't remember his first name, but I'm kind of hoping Jeffries will, will run. He's got that same passion. He's got that same, uh, let's go out there and get it done sort of thing, you know, and a unification type thing. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've uh, had premonitions of, uh, successful premonitions of, presidents of uh, France, Spain, uh, England, 
um, uh, of course, the United States, Canada, Mexico, uh, Iran, uh, Iraq, <laughs> quite a few. <laughs> Afghanistan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I remember um, uh, listening to the uh, Art Bell show, and he kept saying, I can feel there's something big coming. Have you had any premonition of anything that could relate to what Art Bell talked about? Something really big between your premonition and what may be the extraterrestrials have indicated for you possibly to consider? Um, yes. Um, as we move away from Pisces and enter Aquarius, um, the it, all this division, uh, divisiveness going on in the world or anxiety about different realities is bringing in something that is coming in through the middle way. It's coming into us a new way of thinking, a new attitudes, new technologies, uh, new ways of understanding. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of it has, the big thing it has to do with uh, the awakening of what's known as the indigo children. There's mm -hmm. the crystal children, there's the rainbow children. Uh, they're now in pretty much fruition where they're really going to start uh, causing sort of like a collective cautious change. And it's going to, it's going to shift like uh, the North and South Pole. Uh, that's another thing that's going to happen pretty soon. Exactly when, I don't know, but it is going to happen relatively soon. Um, so this big shift in consciousness is what is, what is the big, uh, that's the big thing. Uh, uh, I know this sounds, this sounds really wishy-washy, but uh, uh, one day we're going to wake up in the morning and there's going to be no more war in Ukraine. Uh, there's going to be uh, uh, an announcement of uh, Mexico has started the announcement actually about the alien existence yep. and that's going to carry on and other other countries are going to start saying yeah yeah we have seen many many UFOs we have tracked them we know they're they're real and uh, so the big the big thing of the future is going to be multi multifaceted. Yeah, uh, human consciousness is really going to start to shift to more of a peaceful world, and it's going to happen suddenly. Uh, like I said, we'll just wake up one morning and the shift has happened. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, we're going to be seeing uh, a lot more alien uh, UFO type um, beings in the skies everywhere, and uh, that's also part of the big change. There you said something. Um, that's something that I saw. There were one day when you suddenly walk outside and there are thousands of ships sitting in the sky. Some huge ones and some smaller ones. Have you seen anything like that? Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't, like not with my natural eyes. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, I've seen a lot of orbs like things. Uh, my mom has seen a lot of them when she was young, all the way growing up. My dad has seen a lot of them. And they look like satellites that are flying in the sky, but they're much yeah. closer. And then all of a sudden, it'll make a 90-degree turn, and it'll mm -hmm. start going like this. 
they're like, okay, that's no satellite. That's <laughs> not a satellite. Yeah. So I think I think that's really going to increase. Um, the thing about the big ships, people seeing, I don't think that's going to happen, in my own personal opinion, for quite a while. Because I don't think their agenda is to, to frighten us or to scare us or to uh, take over anything. They want to help us, but they also want us to evolve in our own natural way because that helps their experiments. They have numerous experiments going on. And uh, every time, if you can think of an experiment that they're conducting, they're doing it. <laughs> that's, that's, it's all being done all at once. And uh, they don't want to interfere with that too much. Uh, in some respects, yes, but for the most part, they want us to continue as we are. Uh, yeah, so it's not about invasion or suddenly waking up and you see millions of ships or whatever. I mean, it could happen. It could happen. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, I, I suspect that... Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I think too that there are some extraterrestrials that are in contact with world leaders. Yes. Because the world leaders have said so. The head of the European Union, right on the floor, he said that we have been talking to people of other worlds and they are worried about us. Werner from Brown said that we have not attained all the technical knowledge on our own. We had some help. And then he was asked, by whom? And he said, people from other worlds. They have admitted it. Yep. So yep. we should take <laughs> them at their word. They are in contact with world leaders and they are listening to them. And that's why their extraterrestrials are being told that, oh, don't come here and do anything yet because the people will panic. Bull, <laughs> bull pucky, the people won't. They will handle it. But they're being extraterrestrials being told to stay away, so they stay away. When they talk to us, they're going to hear a different story. They're going to say, yeah, come. we like you to come here. We need you now, not tomorrow yeah. at four in the afternoon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, like I was, uh, for some reason, I just thought I should mention the, you know, the early grays in the 1970s, two things started out that, is uh, quite interesting. In the 1970s, I'm going to go off track a little bit, but in the 1970s, uh, crop circles and uh, uh, cow mutilations began at about the same time. Uh, and these uh, early grays, they're very interested with our thinking, uh, learning about our thinking, and uh, with the experiments that they're doing by the proteins that we're eating. Yeah. What are we eating and why are we eating so much of it? They want to understand that because their physiology is made more of, like you were saying, plant type. It's more, uh, from what I've seen in my scrying, they've, uh, their, their bodies are made of more of like a tentacles, like threads. Yeah. Like not really a bone structure, but more of a, all kinds of uh, like muscles, a whole yeah. bunch of uh, strands of muscles. Yeah, there's a different physiology, and uh, I uh, 
I got another question for you, and that is that um, you mentioned before the show something about conspiracy theories. All right. And I, I said that, you know, we're going to go through a phenomenal shortage here in the United States. It's coming very soon. And that is going to be a shortage of conspiracy theories because they're all coming true. So what can you say about conspiracy theories? What well, do you think? It, well, in, in my in my experience, uh, in my uh, research and so forth, I think I've discovered that there's two things going on again with Pisces and Aquarius. It's like two wheels moving apart. And um, in 1962, there was a planetary alignment, actual planetary alignment of planets, not just like looking on the horizon and seeing them. This was an actual planetary alignment. And they believe that's when uh, we began to enter Aquarius. And so this is really affecting people's minds even now today as we move out from Pisces and move closer into Aquarius. And it's dividing the mind uh, where you're getting, and in between this is coming in all these um, alternate realities, alternate like thinking. Uh, it's possible that this theory is very true. This theory is very true. Well, they're all true in their own in their own uh, thought pattern. And what we need to do is just ground ourselves and realize that there's a lot of different types of thinking going on mm -hmm. and to allow, just like not judge people, just just say, okay, yeah, no, that's possible, it's possible. You know, it, it's possible in alternate worlds, alternate earths, parallel earths. And all of that is coming to head now because it's all coming in between the two wheels that are separating, the two wheels of Pisces and Aquarius. I hope that made sense. Yeah, 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 you better. I uh, got a couple of more questions here that I want to just uh, real quick run by you, and that is uh, spiritually. What is the difference between good and evil? Oh, boy, RJ, <laughs> uh, there's been numerous, numerous schools and volumes written about that. It goes on forever. Mm -hmm. uh, I think evil is what you, there are bad spirits out there, no doubt, and they will try to influence the weak-minded. Uh, if you can call, I you know, uh, call them that, and uh, they will put thoughts in their heads, attitudes, feelings. They'll feed off them. They'll feed off their fears, increase their fears, and they'll end up doing crazy things. Uh, that's evil. And you know, there there are beings out there. I don't know what you want to call them. You can call them whatever you want, but and where like demons, whatever, the, where they came from and how they got here. No one really knows, obviously, through some kind of portals, but they can influence people's thoughts. They can uh, affect their attitudes. Mm -hmm. uh, now, good is obviously doing things for other people, getting out of yourself, uh, uh, helping your neighbor, helping yourself, uh, um, taking care of yourself, taking care of others, uh, thinking of others. Uh, it's a lot of in Buddhism for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
I'm thinking that is what we perceive as good and evil. But what if, what if there is evil included in good things or good things that comes out of evil? There, let's say it's a really bad situation. At the moment, it's really bad, but there is some good results from it that comes down the road. Life-changing good results that come from it, learning experiences and things that come from it later on. So that evil or that bad experience had to happen for those good things later to become real. And the other way around with bad things inside of good things. You can do something good for the neighbor, or you can go with a good intention, go over there and help him with something, and he's on the up on the roof, uh, repairing the roof, and he come down to talk to you, and he fall off the ladder and break his neck. Ooh. Okay. Now, that's a bad thing, but it was a good intention. So... What if it is something that good and evil really doesn't exist? It is to the degree and the effects that is allowed to come from it that creates our existence with both good and evil in it. Oh, I would agree. Uh, you really explained it well. Like, it's intention. It's what do we desire? Like, what is it yeah. that we really want to do do we really help, want to help that person because we want to feel good yeah. or want to help that person because we really want to help them and uh yeah it's all about intention and uh yeah sometimes uh like examples of uh in the history in history there's been wars where we got involved with wars and stuff like that and uh it ended up making things worse sometimes uh yeah. uh yeah, a lot of a lot of good intentions can go wrong because like life yes. changes very quickly. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Now, where can people go to read some of your channelings? Oh, um, it's www.mystagog.com. Yeah. Mystagog1.com. Yeah, and that is, uh, I, I got to spell that again. That's M-Y-S-T-A-G-O-G-U-E, and number one, dot com. Right. So, uh, yeah, go there, and it's going to be in the um, in the text below this show anyway, when it goes to, out to the 40-some different platforms. And uh, go there and look into the channelings. And... Uh, and the uh, the premonitions, there is a lot of meeting there because much of that has actually already happened. So yes. uh, I would say, um, what about, there is one question that I love to ask people and I don't tell them about the question beforehand because I want to surprise them. Okay. And that is, <laughs> If you could talk to the whole world, Jim, and the world was listening, what would you tell them? Well, I would say to, first of all, listen, uh, be open-minded, 
uh, don't judge. Uh, there's that old saying in every text, in every religious text, every faith text, it says, do not judge, lest you be judged. And uh, that's that's karma. That's uh, that's just uh, what goes around comes around. Yep. So let's treat each other with some kindness, some dignity, uh, respect, compromise, dialogue, listen, and uh, let's open up our hearts. Yes, that's good advice. And uh, what you said first about listening, there is a reason why we have two ears and one mouth, because we should use them accordingly. Right. When, you, when you listen, you learn new things. When you talk, you only talk from memory, so you already know what you talk about. Learn new things. Listen. Absolutely. Hey, uh, thank you very much, Jim. This was interesting. And uh, like you, Ajay. There is so much to talk about. I got a bunch of more points on here we never did get to talk about. So we need, <laughs> we need to do this again sometime. Sure, sure. I'd be delighted. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Okay. Well, then, and uh, then in the meantime, <clears throat> for those of you out there listening now, if you're on uh, YouTube, please subscribe and click the bell so you will know when the next video or show comes out. And then there's one more thing I want you to do. And that is to be good to each other. We'll see you soon.